0: advocates of America and this is our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. I hope that this inspires you and challenges you and I hope that it equips you to attach action to your advocacy. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, Hello, it's Michelle Siraki again with (laughs) Victoria Holfeld. Hello
1: again. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. We're banging out these podcasts, man. I'm so excited. I know. We've had a podcasting day. I know. It's a podcasting marathon. Yes.
0: And we're hoping that you're having a podcasting marathon also mm-hmm. and listening to at least the first four. Hopefully, this is your fourth episode today. Yes. That would be so much fun. Oh, my gosh. I would love to listen a to day. four <laughs>
1: A day with Pitbull Advocates
0: of America. Exactly. Sorry. Yeah. This yeah. is like Pitbull University 2020 because, yes. you know, this is what it would be like to sit in a room for five hours.
1: <laughs> uh, actually, it's a little frightening.
0: It's fun. Man, I can't wait for Pitbull Universities. I again. know. I'm so excited. Someday. It's 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 really...
1: <sighs> Speaking of frightening... Yeah, we
0: got a scary topic today. Today's episode is the one with the second brick, Mm -hmm. and our second brick is fear. It's It's a powerful word and a powerful emotion, too. One of our most powerful emotions. It is a topic that is far greater than any podcast. Obviously, to me, maybe it's not obvious to a lot of people. Actually, it probably isn't obvious to a lot of people because that's something that we have found in the last several years when we're talking to advocates and when we've been doing seminars that this is something that they really haven't thought of that often.
1: Yeah. I think once you understand it and once you understand that people can truly be fearful, it really opens up your mind in the advocacy world to to elevate your advocacy, which is yeah, what we're all
0: about. Exactly. It's totally what we're all about. And it goes hand in hand, as we'll talk about today, mm-hmm. with the last episode where we right. were talking about the keys to effective advocacy. And we kind of touched on, I think, a little bit about people's fear right there but not nearly as much as what we need to right which is why we're back at it yeah it's a big topic which is why we're back at it so I think that there are just as many folks that are against pit bulls that don't realize that that's rooted in fear as there are advocates that don't realize that what they're feeling is really rooted in fear. I think that there are people that are like, Oh, no, no, no. The media is what made me not like pit bulls. Well, because they scared you. Right. What did the
1: media tell you
0: about these dogs? Yeah. And it it was scary. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, no, no, no.
0: no. It was I had this really bad episode with this dog that was a pit bull. Did it scare you? Yeah, it scared you. Mm -hmm. And I've actually talked to some people and said, you know, like, I'm really sorry that you're so scared. And then they get defensive right off the bat. And they're like, I'm not scared
1: because we have some sort of really big negative stereotype around being scared. Well, it's being vulnerable, though, too. Like admitting Mm. that you're afraid is really opening up the door to vulnerability. Oh, God, that's a great point. Vulnerability. I didn't even really think about how hard that is
0: for so many people Mm -hmm. to be able to be vulnerable. A lot of times with people who they love, much less people who they don't know.
1: Exactly. And
0: think right off the bat that they don't like. Right. So that is just a really... great point see I learn stuff every single day from you Mm -hmm. from other advocates and that's where I just dig having these conversations and doing stuff like this because it just keeps opening my mind further and further than it ever has been
1: I think having these conversations though make everyone better advocates you know and listening and learning we're never supposed to stop learning
0: no we're not I think that that's a huge barrier, too. I think that there's a lot of folks that, you know, there are days when I'm like, I think I've learned enough (laughs) (laughs) for sure, especially when they're sad days Mm -hmm. and when I'm learning sad lessons or frustrating lessons. Uh, Those are the days where I just want to be like, and I don't want to know anything else. You know, I came back from a trip to Detroit once several years ago and I was like, I don't want to learn anything new for months. Yeah, I don't want to know anything else about the crappiness of this world. But we are meant to be constantly seeking out new information and seeking out new and better ways to do things. And I'm totally in agreement with that. I think that that's huge. People, though, they aren't necessarily in tune on either side of the fence here. I don't think that we're necessarily in tune with the fact that fear it just, it really boils down to being scared, to being frightened just about every single time. We were talking off mic about dogs being ugly, yeah, for lack of a better term, yes. about dogs being ugly, but nobody's really like swearing at you about your pit bull across the street because they just think it's so ugly. Right. You know, like that's not enough to make someone really act out. You know, we were just trying to think of other things that might make people really against dogs that they perceive as pit bulls and it's just really hard to think of a
1: better reason or one that doesn't trickle down all the way and become fear it's based in fear somewhere you know where you're peeling back the reasons why it could look like something on the surface like hate it could look like hate why is it hate though it's probably rooted at some level in fear gandhi right said we think that the enemy is hate uh, but the enemy is fear. That's good. That just give me chills.
0: Yeah, well, I he like was it. an incredibly smart dude. Seriously. Right? And he had a lot of shit figured out. Yeah. You know? Maybe he stopped seeking knowledge at some point because <laughs> I doubt it. he had it figured out. I would give him a pass if he did, right? If I ever reach Gandhi level, <laughs> I might shut it down and go, man, I'm done, you know? Or like Jane Goodall level, you know, oh Mother Teresa level. Like if I get there, not happening. Not like Lafo. <laughs> folks. But I might say I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. And the next day I'll probably die because <laughs> I'll be ninety nine and a half years old when that happens. Sure. But um, I digress. So there's two very different forms of fear also. And I think, again, like, this is so important for you all to really absorb and understand and go out and read more and yeah. learn more after this and ask us questions or, or whatever. Because one of the ways that people can be scared is just by something that isn't quote unquote real. It's a perceived fear. Sure, They think something is scary mm-hmm. and so they're really afraid of it. Right. And I think that advocates want to throw this one out in the garbage mm-hmm. a lot of the time because, you know, well, you've never really had a bad experience. You've never even, you just told me you never even met a pit bull. You told me that everything that you know is from the media. Well, How could you be so stupid as to just believe the media? It's, it's not that
1: easy. Whoa. yeah,
0: It's, it's not. not. No, it's not. And I mean, if you've been to any of my seminars, you know what story I'm going into. You know exactly, or if you've ever met me, because I bring this up all the time. Yeah. I don't know why, but I do. Probably because there's just so many of them. Right. Uh, similar to dogs perceived spipples. I am terrified of spiders. Yeah. Not like ha ha, yeah, okay, Michelle. I am terrified of spiders. There's a visceral reaction in my body when I see one. It can be literally the smallest little speck of a spider and it makes me a little short of breath talking about it Mm -hmm. you know as i as i talk a little bit more now victoria will be able to see my chest turn splotchy and red i get a little short of breath and it's a scary thing for me to even talk about and if i let my mind wander to unnatural spiders from wisconsin right so we don't have tarantulas here we don't have a lot of really big really scary spiders here. Luckily for me, it's part of the reason why I can't move to a bunch of the beautiful places that I would love to live because there are these terrifying creatures that I would die. So I literally feel like I might. But I never had a bad experience with a spider. I've never squared off face to face with a spider. I've never had one like run up on me. I watched Charlotte's Web when I was a kid. I thought that (laughs) Charlotte was cute and stuff. She still bothered me a little bit. And I was like, if that I'm sorry my pig would have never made it out because I would not be talking to some like forget it no way man like no that whole story was a little frightening to me as a child Mm -hmm. even though they tried to make her super cute and super emotional and she was really great for the pig and all that I cannot get past it and I feel like a huge hypocrite Mm -hmm. a lot of the time because here I am as the center of my life Mm -hmm. trying to have people consider not being frightened of something that is so scary to them that they may have never had a bad experience with. They have no reason. And I'm over here going, just hang on, just give me a chance. Just let me talk to you. And I can guarantee you that if somebody came into this studio right now and they were holding on to a tarantula of some sort, I would be out of this room so flipping fast, your yeah. head would spin. And that's if I didn't pass out on the floor yeah. before. And I wouldn't care for a second if that person holding on to that spider said, no, 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 just wait. It's a really nice spider. It can't bite you. It's never bit anyone. Right. It's not vicious. I love it. I put sweaters on it. I feed it the best diet. It's all vaccinated. I I take it to training. You can jump through hoops like I am a huge hypocrite. It wouldn't matter. I'd be out of here. It makes me
1: have a hard time breathing. Sure. Right now. That's how powerful fear is. You know, so if you could just stop for a second and just think about what she's saying and just really take in how powerful fear can be and what we're asking of the other side of what we're asking then. That's a huge ask. Yeah. Reflect. Right. Reflect in a minute. What, What are you afraid of?
0: Right. Don't tell me nothing. Right. That's bullshit. Yeah. So reflect. Maybe you don't have a perceived fear. Maybe you're lucky enough to live your life without being afraid of anything that you have no reason to be afraid of. Maybe you're really that lucky. God bless you. Seriously. Man, I
1: wish. Yeah. I wish. I am horrified of mice in a yeah. serious sort of way. Like if yeah, you, you were to tell me if there was a mouse in the basement, I wouldn't go in the basement for I don't know how long. I've heard your screams. Uh, a very long time. And in my mind, I feel like if I see a mouse, that thing's going to attack me. Mm-hmm. I have no reason to feel like that. Oh my God, that's exactly what I think. Yeah. And I know that it's not going to happen and I know that that's ridiculous. And my thing sounds. has eight legs. I'm just putting that out there. My thing is really funky tail and teeth i mean spiders i guess have teeth too anyway
0: they have the biggest fangs ever No, i'm just saying you know what's funny so Mm -hmm. even just between you and i right yeah i think mice are cute oh my gosh i think mice are cute i think of tom and jerry yeah. You know, and I see some mice sometimes the ones that you see in a house and stuff not as cute. No. However.
1: They're not. So isn't that interesting though, right? Yeah. And I don't have a big problem with spiders either. Which really works <sighs> out for us I know. because we take care of I take care of the spiders, you take care of the mice. I know.
0: It works out well. I got the really good end of that stick, though, because Orkin actually takes care of the mice. But you still have to take care of the spiders. I'm so sorry. That's okay. So sorry. But
1: see, for me, it doesn't matter. So again, that perceived fear, like you're on a whole nother level. And then can you imagine just walking down the street in your community and you come across a spider? You know, like, or a pit bull type dog in some people's cases. Dude,
0: I was at a dog fighting bust in Florida... Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was at the second largest dogfighting bust in history, the Alabama 367. Yeah. I was in a very sad and a very difficult situation. However, I was in my element. Sure. I was surrounded by pit bulls. Yeah. I was there to help love them and help bring them out of the horrors that they had been living in their whole life. So I don't mean to sound like I was in a happy place, but for me, right. I was in my happy place. Place just, sure. just surrounded by people that needed my love and my attention. And I was in my own section and I had, oh, man, it's been a long time. I'm going to say 25-ish dogs maybe that I was in charge of sure. that were in their runs. And I was walking, there's like a hallway and then the runs are like all on one side.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was walking down the hall and it was quiet time. This place was impeccably managed and yeah. just fantastic. And so it was quiet time and literally everybody was quiet. They knew that this was right. time to be quiet. And I was walking through and I spotted, made eye contact with... Woo. A wolf spider.
1: Oh, my gosh. Do you know how
0: many people are going to be listening to this going like, who gives a crap about a wolf spider? I'll tell you what. I give a crap about a wolf (laughs) spider. That's the biggest spider in real life that I have ever seen. Oh, my
1: gosh. And
0: I immediately, like, it again, it's visceral. I have no control over this whatsoever. Screamed like you cannot imagine. Screamed at the top of my lungs. Yeah. Which is tw- a terrible thing to do. <laughs> 25 pit bulls. Right. Erupted. Right. Oh, my gosh. One of the guys from the Humane Society of the United States, I'm sure, thought that I was getting killed or something. Right. Right. I'm yep. sure thought that there was the something worst serious thing happened. ever right. going on in my section came tearing through the door. Yeah. And I went running past him and said... There's a spider. Yikes. Right? That's rough. And I didn't know it was a wolf spider. Yeah. Because I don't know anything about spiders. Because guess what? I don't want to know anything about spiders because I'm terrified of them. Right. I know that there are small ones and I know that there are big ones and that big ones are known as tarantulas. That's really all I know. (laughs) That's really all I know. But I did learn that day that that furry Thing that made eye contact with, he swore at me in like six languages. (laughs) He showed me his six, he was a shark spider, he had 25 rows of razor sharp fangs. This is what I feel like, right? And so I ran, I ran, I was terrified. How embarrassing, sure. After the fact, and the guy's name was Rowdy. Rowdy, if you're listening, shout out to Rowdy Shaw (laughs) later. That day, he was a very compassionate man. Yeah. He was wonderful with animals. He was a great person on the team. Came up to me later that day and he said, if you ever fucking do that again, I will murder you. Like yeah. you will have reason to scream mm-hmm. if you ever do that again. And he was so serious about that. Like you cannot act like that here. These right. dogs have been put through hell. You don't need to be putting them through further trauma. Right? You know, there's no there's no room for that yeah and i was super apologetic i had no control right over that yeah i think that sometimes that comes out in these folks i don't want to give them a full pass that they have no control over their tongue because i do feel like we should try and have control over our speech and over what we're doing but i think that sometimes when these people just snap off and they're like get that thing away from me right or when they hip-hop to the other side of the street quick
1: yeah They're not
0: trying to be disrespectful to you. They're trying to get away from a perceived threat that they are frightened of. I turned around, I ran. Away. I ran away. I didn't just cross the street. I sprinted away. And I probably, I don't even remember. I literally don't remember the minutes after that. I literally don't. I was so terrified. I probably went in the bathroom and cried. Yeah. I would be shocked if I didn't. Mm -hmm. But I don't even remember. I don't even remember what happened after that. I don't remember what happened before that. But I'll tell you what, I remember that moment in my life Mm -hmm. like it was a moment ago. Terrifying. I can't stress this enough, you guys. I have no reason to be afraid of spiders like this. None. No reason whatsoever. Yes. No reason whatsoever. Sometimes
1: it just happens like that. I have no reason to be afraid of mice, but I am. I don't know why. I can't tell you why. Right. It's not like we choose what we're afraid of per se, you know. Right. And how
0: interesting is that? When I was a kid, there was a little mouse in my house, and my dad and my brother were trying to, like, corral it and get it to go outside. Mm-hmm. And I was scared at that point. I think it was maybe like 10 or something. And I tripped like on my own feet. I was just like trying to get away. And I fell down and I knelt on the
1: mouse. Oh, my God. I know. Don't tell me that. Isn't it terrible? Yeah.
0: Jumped up like an Olympic kip up or something, you know, like jumped up continued to run away the poor little thing was like stunned i didn't kill it thank god because even back then i i just cannot handle that but it stunned it enough that my brother or my dad whoever was able to like pick it up and then put it outside and then it came back to life and it walked Mm -hmm. away but wouldn't you think that'd be traumatic yeah wouldn't that have been a traumatic right you know but why wasn't it i have no idea i thought i was horrified that i might have killed it but i have no issue with with mice i have no issue with snakes you know, sure, I have no sure. issue with with several different things.
1: Yeah. And for me, I don't know about for you, but it's kind of gotten worse as I've gotten older a little bit and have had more experiences like being at the retreat with the mice. Sometimes oh my, my fear has just I exploded sometimes. And I don't know why that is either. But I think yeah. that it's important for everybody to really understand that. Yeah. And that's a, it's a serious thing. Right. And then we
0: move on to a completely different type of fear which i think that some advocates are a little bit more sensitive to sure although i'm going to go on record as saying you shouldn't be i think you should be equally sensitive and compassionate no matter what type it is fear is fear fear is fear you know yeah fear is fear and it's one of our most powerful emotions as human beings but Mm -hmm. there is fear then that is derived from actual experience, right. from when we have actually had something go wrong. I've met kids at schools that have told me stories of having to run and jump and crawl into the top of a car mm-hmm. to get away from a loose dog in their community, yeah. you know, in the bowels of Milwaukee, where it's really freaking scary. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: it's horrifying. Yeah.
0: Can you imagine being a kid?
1: No. we were no an adult way. or an
0: adult for that matter. Right. And you're so and then you climb up on a car and you get up on the roof and this thing. It, it's like a scene out of a movie, right? right? It's jumping up on the side of the car and it, and it's trying to get to you and you don't know if it's going to
1: be able to climb up on the car and get you. Right. Holy but, cow. But it's the only place you can go. Right. You know, like, yeah, that's terrifying. And that it's happening is so quickly.
0: Horrifying. Yeah. I would never want to see that type of animal ever again sure you know or folks that have actually gotten bit by whatever type of animal
1: right
0: whatever type of animal i've Mm -hmm. met people that have gotten bit by cats and people that have gotten bit by dogs and people that have gotten bit by whatever and it's always scary and some people can get over it and move on and some people can't so that's you know kind of different okay too it's totally okay yeah it's asking a lot yeah out of a person though so my experience fear, I'm just such a lucky person. <laughs> I happen to have instances of both for you all. So this is great. God gave me this, right? So I'd be sure. a better, better advocate. God bless him. <laughs> needles, Needles are my thing.
1: Yeah, My
0: real thing. When I was a little kid and would go for my vaccinations from the time I was very, very small, I would flip out and be screaming and thrashing and whatever. And the older that I got and the stronger that I got, and the more fearful that I got, the more nurses that it took to hold me down on the table Yeah, to make it so that the doctor could give me the vaccination that
1: i needed the shot that i needed yeah which is really traumatic in both ways being held down and then the needle poking you if someone h- if someone held me down and brought a spider over to me oh my god exactly yeah
0: so it's the same thing except right. this is really happening right so you yeah. know at first it would take two nurses to hold me down then it would take three nurses to hold me down then it would take four one for each leg and one for each arm being restrained is an incredibly scary thing. I don't care how old you are, much less when you're a child. Mm -hmm. When I finally got old enough to explain to my mom what was the problem, because my mom, brilliantly, right, asked Mm why, in the last episode, you guys, Mm -hmm. why Mm -hmm. is an incredibly powerful question. I wasn't old enough to be able to verbalize it to her for a long time, but when I was, and she said, Michelle, what is going on with you? Why are you doing this? And I said, I'm afraid. That all of my insides are going to come out of that hole and I'm going to die. Sure. I was afraid of dying. Do we think? And you're, and you're giggling because of how absurd right. it sounds. Right. Are there people often that are seeing pit bulls and that are afraid of dying? Yes, I'm sorry, you guys. Yes. A hundred percent. We don't need to not like those people or be mean to those people on top. If someone was mean to me on top of me being scared to death that I was going to die, you know, I mean, man, at least I was surrounded by compassionate nurses and doctors that Mm -hmm. were just trying to make me safe for the community and that weren't like against me. But man, if they would have started swearing at me and bullying me and getting defensive and being all crappy, that would have made everything even that
1: much worse than what it is now. Yeah. And I'm sure you really would have dug into your fear then, too, and be like, okay, I'm going to double down now. And I'm Mm. really scared Mm -hmm. because now you guys are bullying me. I feel like crap. I think I'm going to die. Oh, my gosh. This is the worst experience ever. Right. It's terrible.
0: Right. I literally think I'm going to die. Yeah. The interesting psychological part of that, I feel like, is that the reinforcement of me not dying for some reason didn't set in with me. I think I was too too young. Sure. I think I was just too little to yeah. really grasp that. And I was just really, really, really overtaken by the actual experience. Well, you're being
1: traumatized each time you go in for a right. vaccination or a blood draw or whatnot. You right. Know?
0: Right. So Every single i sure time. that
1: outweighs that base fear that you're feeling outweighs the realization that you didn't die. Right. Because that fear is such a powerful emotion. Yeah. So fast forward to
0: when I'm 19 mm-hmm. and I give birth to my first daughter. Yeah. And the next day a nurse comes into my hospital room with a kit and I can I know what kit it is. And yeah. I say, what are you doing? And she says, I got to take a little bit of blood from you. And I said, why? And I got nervous and she was like, "Uh, we just need some blood. I need to run some tests. And I was like, I, you know, I'm I'm not really, do you you have to do that? And she was like, what's wrong with you? And I said, I'm really afraid of needles. I don't Mm -hmm. like getting my blood drawn. And she looked at me and she said, you just had a baby. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You just went through labor yesterday. And I said, ma'am, with all due respect, there were no needles involved. Yeah. I'd rather deliver a baby (laughs) than get a blood draw. (sighs) Think about that for a second. Yeah. So then I was about 24, 25. Um, I was having some problems and I had to go in for an MRI and I had to get an IV. Mm -hmm. Those needles are what, as big as Massachusetts. I mean, my gosh, who puts this crap in your body? Are you kidding me right now? And I started to cry. Sure. And the nurse who was younger than me, Mm -hmm. I was probably 25, 26. The nurse was clearly younger than me. And she just looked at me like I was an alien with six heads. And she was Mm. like, are you okay?" And I said, I didn't know that there was going to be a need for an IV today. And she's like, yeah, we need to put the contrast in you. I'm really sorry. And I was horrified. And I just wished somebody would be there to help me through that situation. But I didn't bring anyone with me because I didn't know that there was going Mm. to be a needle involved. Now, let's fast forward a whole bunch, right? I'm now 47, y'all, okay? And I want to say six, nine months ago, we took a dog to to the vet together. Victoria and I took this little dog to the vet, and she needed to have a blood draw and Victoria was very familiar with my fear of needles Mm -hmm. and I have a spiel now. And I always just say to whoever has the needle in their hands and stuff like I just, I'm going to need to look away. I just can't see it. Um, I've gotten a ton better over Mm -hmm. the last 20 years at harnessing this fear a little bit with a lot of practice. And I was looking away and I was holding the jog and I thought that the vet had finished. Right. I thought that we were done and I looked and I saw what was going on mm-hmm. and I turned away again.
1: Yeah,
0: um, I looked away, but I, I think I looked in a different direction and you were looking at me and I was trying so hard because it is embarrassing being almost 50 years sure. old and having this just uncontrollable reaction. Yeah, And my eyes filled all the way up and slowly, one at a time, a yeah. tear spilled out and you looked at me and you go are you okay? Yeah. And I was like, no, but I will be. I'm fine. Right. Yeah. But no. Right. And there was nothing I could do about it. I was horrified. Yeah. I was still needed to hold the dog. I couldn't let go. Mm-hmm. I knew in my practical brain, it wasn't like the vet was going to take the needle out of her and stab me with it. And I wasn't going to die and nothing yeah. was going to happen. And I knew all of that, mm-hmm. but the tears kept hum- coming down my face. And when mm-hmm. we left, We got in the car and you were like, I am so sorry. Yeah. I didn't. Well, it's sad. Yeah. You You were just like, I didn't realize that that's what it looked like when it happened, you know? And I was right. like, dude.
1: Yeah, because you weren't freaking out. So, like, you didn't get super anxious. You didn't say anything. You just happened to look over at the wrong time and yeah. see the wrong thing. And then Such all the of a sudden, yeah. you know? So, like, I think that's important too that, like, fear does look a little bit different depending on what it is and depending on the individual too. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't realize in that moment how fearful. You were, and then you just started crying. I feel so bad for you. It's terrible. It's terrible to live with that fear. Right. And that high level of fear, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I know that there's probably a bunch of people right now that are thinking, well, that's not when I run into people, that's not the level of fear that they have. That's not, these people are just mean. I beg to differ.
1: I beg to differ too. That lady that we talked about in the last episode, Mm -hmm. she grabbed her child and screamed. Mm -hmm. That's an immediate reaction that she had. Right. You know, like it looks different for her. What if she would have started crying? That's involuntary. Yeah, it was, oh my gosh, it was totally involuntary. Yeah, it's involuntary. Again, I'm not trying to give
0: anybody a pass. However, I really believe in advocating by giving the benefit of the doubt. I really do. Because
1: what hell does it hurt nothing yeah it's absolutely nothing what does it hurt if i just go
0: out there and i'm like hey man everybody that i encounter that hates my dog supposedly that hates pitbulls that Mm -hmm. has this big chip on their shoulder if i go out there and i just think to myself Every single one of those people are terrified yeah. or fearful in some sort of way, shape, or form, and it is my job as an advocate to find out what level of fear they have, right. meet them where they are, mm-hmm. put myself in the back seat because it is not about me or my dog, yeah, or it's not about my dog, right, and find out what's going on, yeah, and then for goodness sakes. Just be human and be like, man, I'm so sorry. Yeah. But I think that each person that's listening to this right now really needs to think about what scares them yeah. and about if it's perceived, if it's experienced, if you have one of both, what it looks like, how it manifests in you. Mm-hmm. If you've ever had to defend yourself for feeling that way, mm-hmm. you could have laughed at me.
1: Right. Yeah. You could
0: have laughed at me that day. I wouldn't have even really gotten mad at you because we're so close anyway. Yeah. But you could have been like, what's wrong? Knock it off. Why are you being so stupid? You could have gotten in the car and been like, you were so embarrassing, Michelle. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Why would you do that? We were with the vet. Could you like right. what is wrong with you? You could have belittled me. You True. could have berated me. You could have tried to bully me in that
1: situation. Stop crying. Stop it. Yeah, it's really not that bad.
0: Even the dog's fine, Michelle. Jeez. Yeah. You could have handled that so many different ways. Sure. Yeah. You
1: know? None of those ways are effective, though.
0: Well, they're all just rude. You guys, I'm yeah. so sorry. And you know what? I've not always been able to do this. I'm not saying that I came out of the womb and was this master advocate. None of
1: us are born knowing how to advocate. Heck no. None of us. Not a single one.
0: It's taken all of 18 years for me to get where I am today. And I still have to practice. And there are still times where I have to shove my emotions firmly and forcefully down when someone says just the right thing to me. Sure, yeah. Where I am like, ooh. They're scared, Michelle. They're scared. They're scared. They're scared. Yeah. They're scared. Be compassionate to them. Man, they are a jerk. But they are a scared mm-hmm. jerk. Let's yeah. find out why. And let's try to bridge this gap. Yep. Speaking of. Speaking of bridges. Speaking of bridges. So if you go to our website, you're going to see at pitbulladvocates.org. You're going to see us welcoming you and immediately talking to you about the fact that whether you are afraid of dogs perceived as pit bulls or whether you are advocating on behalf of them or whether you own them or whatever, that we are all so much more closely related mm-hmm. and have so much more in common than what you think, because mm-hmm. people who who hate who say that they hate pit or who hate pit bulls or whatever. They say, you know, like, you guys swear at me and you guys bully me and you guys threaten me. Yeah. And I i am so embarrassed by that. I'm so bummed out by it, I guess, yeah. is even a better. I'm just so sad that, quote unquote, our side acts like that. I'm so it's sad. Embarrassing. It is. But like, more importantly, I just I'm so saddened yeah. by it because these people are real people. But what I also want them to understand is that I've been swore at Mm -hmm. and I've been threatened and I've been belittled and I've been bullied, not to take anything away from them. But what I want everybody to see by this is that we're not that different. No, we're not. We're not that different. And so somebody needs to make the first loving, compassionate step. Yep. And be the bigger person, not the bigger bully, and move forward and go, okay, You know, so I'm going to do this because you're the scared one and I'm not scared. So I probably have more capacity right now to be able to come and just talk to you and ask you why you feel this way and to offer you my compassion and to offer you some kindness.
1: You know, yeah, the onus is really on us to be able to make the first step. Yeah, because they're sitting there scared out of their britches. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I really it's up to us as advocates to do what's in the best interest of our blacky headed friends. For sure. Yes.
0: And just what's in the best interest of that poor person. Like, right. so if you, man, I don't know if you think that this is a good podcast or if you don't think this is a good podcast, but if mm-hmm. you do and if you agree with this, this is the type of thing that years ago I would have listened to like five times. Yeah. I'll probably go back and listen to this <laughs> yeah, five times just to like reinforce it. You know, sometimes I have to preach advocacy sure. to myself. Yeah. And say, Michelle, come on. Because some people can still get under my skin in the wrong way. And the only way that I can overcome that is really by preaching this to myself sure. and just saying, remember. Yeah. Remember. Remember how you how you feel about that spider. Remember how you feel mm-hmm. about that needle. That's what they're going through right now. And you don't know to what degree or to what level. And you don't know if it's perceived or if it's actually experienced. You don't know any of this yet. So good Lord, ask and let's have a conversation. And let's come together and let's let's bridge this gap in between what right now is two sides. I don't even feel like this needs to be two sides.
1: No, not at all. And I feel like if we do a good enough job being advocates, we can make this... We can unite. Yeah, it shouldn't be an us versus them thing. It should be a a we together mm-hmm. together thing. And, you know, too, you make a good point. Like, you need to be the friend that you wish you had during your MRI visit. Oh, right? my Yeah. You know, so yes. you need to be that person mm-hmm. to someone who's afraid, you know. Yeah. And I think that everybody kind of has that thing to go back to. Like, oh, shit, remember that one time I was mm-hmm. afraid? Okay, I need to be who I needed in that moment. Right. Yes.
0: Meeting somebody where they're where they're at. Yeah. Not where you are, not where you want them to be. Right. Going to them in their place of need Mm -hmm. and helping bring them out. Right. Wouldn't it be awesome to see a day when you're out walking tank Mm -hmm. and when someone has the courage and feels comfortable enough because they've had so many good experiences with Pitbull people? That they, instead of walking across the street, just kind of go in the grass a little bit. And they're like, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm a little bit afraid. I'm just going to stand over Mm -hmm. here. And you say, oh, my gosh, don't even worry about it. I totally understand. Mm -hmm. I'll go in the grass a little bit, too. But just so you know, if you do want to meet my dog. Yeah. We can make that happen. Totally up to you. Yeah. OK, well, not today. Maybe another time. OK, thanks. Have a great day. Bye bye. Yeah. Wouldn't those experiences. Yeah. Right. So there's the goal, you guys. Right. There's yep. the goal. There's the there's, norm we want to get that's, to. Yes. Yeah. That's the norm that we want to get to. But we're not there because they've had all these negative experiences. Right. With folks when they've crossed the street. Yep. So the next time that that person crosses the street, you know what you need to do? In my opinion, is you need to really politely go. I'm really sorry that you have to go over there. I hope yeah. you have a really good day. Sure. It'll make That's them sick. it. That's yeah. all. Yeah, for sure. I'm so sorry. I could have moved over, but
1: you have a really great
0: day. Mm-hmm.
1: Just say something nice, man. That might be the only nice thing that that person hears all day, potentially. Yeah, in and out of pit bulls. Yeah, for sure. Right? Considering the world that we live in right now. Absolutely. That might be the only nice thing that that person hears. Yeah. And they heard it from somebody walking something that they're afraid of.
0: Right. That's pretty powerful. It's super powerful. Yeah. It's super powerful, as is this emotion that we know of as fear. Yeah. So incredibly powerful. But we're building an advocacy structure made of indestructible bricks. Yep. This is the brick that you guys are putting on the foundation today that nobody can
1: take away from you. Yeah, Recognizing that people's fears are real. They're legitimate. Yeah. And it's up to you as an advocate to make that first step. Yes. To start crossing the bridge together. Absolutely. Please visit
0: our website, pitbulladvocates.org. Take a look at the For the Fearful page. Mm -hmm. Take a look at where we're coming from. Right. Reach out to us. If you disagree with something, this is where... I so miss people university seminars because we can just like stop and we can talk face to face Mm -hmm. and we can, and we can banter back and forth Mm -hmm. and I cannot wait. I keep saying that, but it just, I can't, I just can't wait.
1: Well, and I think sharing experiences is a really powerful thing too. So Mm -hmm. like when you're able to talk face to face, they can share their experiences with you, you back at them. I think that that's a really powerful tool too that we're missing, unfortunately a little bit now. I know, but there's email. There's email. There's phone. There's phone. And Zoom. There's Zoom.
0: And guess what? We're willing to do all of that. Absolutely. That's exactly what we're here for. So just reflect, reflect yeah. on your own fears. L- you know, listen to this podcast a couple of times, yeah. listen to the last episode about advocacy tips a couple of times. Come back and enjoy the next couple of episodes that. Yeah. We have we're going to have Rue Yori with us for the next two episodes. That's so exciting! It's super exciting. He's amazing! I love the Yoris. Yeah. They're an awesome couple. And if you're not sure who they are and you want to research a little bit right before you hear the podcasts, they owned Wallace the Pitbull. Mm-hmm. You can Google that. They owned Hector the Pitbull from the Michael Vick bust. Mm-hmm. And Rue is currently the canine ninja from American Ninja Warrior. It's so
1: exciting. Stop it right
0: now. He's awesome. Stop it right now. Yeah. So, it's kind of somber topic today, but I still had so much yeah. fun. It's an important topic. Unloading about it. Yeah. yeah. I think it's therapeutic every time I talk about sure. spiders and needles too. I really do. Yeah. So, I still need therapy from own fear. <laughs> someday we're probably going to do we need money so bad. Mm. I think someday we'll probably do some sort of fundraiser where people approach me with spiders and will pledge money or something for Gosh. like the closer, right? <laughs> Right. I think people, especially people who know me, would get such a kick out of that. Like we'll start at like 15 feet, you know, and like they'll pledge money for the closer that the spider gets. It makes me absolutely like I feel like I'm going to just I'm going to vomit thinking about it. Deep breaths. Deep breaths. All right. You all have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Whatever day today is If the weekends coming up, Mm -hmm. have a great weekend. Yes. And come back. Yes. Thank you so much. Listen we love more.
1: talking with you.
0: We do. We love. Thank you. We love talking with you. And come back. Bring friends. Tell Bring people. lots of
1: friends. I know. Bring
0: your family. Bring your family. Bring your dogs. Bring too. your coworkers. Have a great day, you guys. Thanks. Bye. Peace. Thank you for joining us today. I really hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, tell your friends and family. Click the share button on the app or take a screenshot and put it on your social media. Please consider taking the next step in advocacy, you guys, by visiting the website at pitbulladvocates.org. Order a bumper sticker, start a campaign in your area, or just ask us for help. I want to thank all of you who give financially to keep our mission moving forward. You can give now by simply texting P-B-A-O-A to 44321. we always appreciate your generosity. Oh, and don't forget to click subscribe. Apparently that's a really important part of this whole podcasting thing. Thank you all for being part of the solution and God bless you.